Welcome back to News to the Pharaoh. I am your host, Darling Nisi. Today we have a special episode. We're talking to a Miss D'Angela Duff about the Batman Symposium that will be happening in Atlanta at the end of the month. So welcome, D'Angela. Thank you so much, Kanisa, for, happen- for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So whenever we have a new person on the podcast, we got to do the origin story. So tell me, how did you first discover Prince? So I grew up in a musical household. My grandparents raised me. And so my uh, I, I grew up with my uncles and aunt, my uncles, Uncle Charles and Carl and my aunt Carolyn Robinson. And they listened to all kinds of music. So I grew up listening to Edgar Winter, ELO, Pink Floyd, um, Parliament Funkadelic, um, Led Zeppelin, and I'm sure there was some Prince in there, but I personally didn't really take notice of Prince until I was 10 years old and I was visiting my aunt in North Carolina and she had all these albums on her floor and the Dirty Mind album just really stood out to me, not because you have to take into consideration I was 10 years old. So it wasn't a sexual thing. It was actually more like, oh my God, this guy is different. (laughs) You know, something's going on here. And so I listened to the entire album as a 10 years old and with headphones because my aunt didn't know what I was doing. And so that is when I became converted and obsessed with Prince. And then I had that same aunt and one of my uncles take me to the Triple Threat Tour as a 12-year-old because at that point um, I had started living in Atlanta. My mom had moved from Alabama to Georgia and I would visit my grandparents every holiday. And and this particular um, time, we were driving from Georgia to Alabama and the Birmingham Civic Center had this really awesome marquee that you could see from the road and it said Prince. And I started freaking out and I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. So when we got, because my aunt came to Atlanta to pick me up to take me to my grandparents. When we got to my grandparents, as soon as we got in the house, I mean, I don't even know if I hugged my grandparents. (laughs) As soon as we got in the house, my aunt calls my mom and she goes, Angela wants to go see Prince. And my mom was like, sure, because she did not know who he was. (laughs) Because I found out later when she did find out, you know, who he was, she said I would have never made it to that concert. But I made it because she did not know. So I'm very thankful that my mom didn't know anything about Prince at that time. And so it was really amazing to experience you know, Vanity Six and the time and Prince. Um, And I mean, I was already a convert, you know, by listening to the album, but after seeing him live, it was pretty much cemented. Mm. Because I think I know someone who went to high school with you and they were like, oh yeah, she had like the lace gloves. She was always dressed up, (laughs) influenced by Prince. I'm sure. So one of the guys on the Grown Folks Music podcast that I do in terms of, because I only do the Prince and Prince related podcast for Grown Folks Music. His name is Ricky Wyatt. And we went to Southwest DeKalb High School. So everyone there knew I was into Prince and um, I had the, you know, posters in my locker and, um, 
I was all about Prince. I mean, I've always been about Prince. I mean, to this very day in my office, when students come and visit me, I have Prince stuff in my office and they want to know, you know, what's up. So um, on my car, I have a symbol. I I wear Prince rings and earrings and T-shirts when I can. So everyone finds out pretty quickly, you know, that I'm a Prince fan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what we're talking about today is the Batman Symposium. But before we get there, we have to talk about the other two that you did. You did one for Sign of the Times Mm -hmm. and Love Sexy. So what made you want to start doing those? That's a really great question. So it it all boils down to this lady named Mabel Avery. And I will be forever grateful to Mabel. And what's funny is I had just literally met Mabel through another friend and... I just told her, I was like, I really want to watch Sign of the Times with some friends. Now, this is really odd for me because I'm not a very social person. And normally I would want to watch Prince by myself. But I don't know why this particular year I was like, I just want to watch Sign of the Times with some friends. Now, this was before Showtime re-released Sign of the Times and all that jazz. So... When I told her this and we were out to dinner, she was like, why do you want to do that? Just, you know, a a few little friends in a little room. She was like, we can make a big event. And I was like, "Okay." (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, because of Mabel, it became it went from this little small gathering of friends to like this in entire public event. And um, it came together really fast and really quickly. And I was just kind of blown away by if you actually say you want to do something. And I know this to be true, but I never really thought about it in Prince terms because Prince has always been kind of sacred. Prince has always been kind of for me, kind of hands off. He's someone that I looked at from afar. I wasn't really doing anything except for the podcast. But and but it it was I don't know. It, it came together really weird. And so anyway, Mabel Ivory ended up helping me um, like co-produce that event as well as Ron Worthy um, of Soulhead. And it just was this a combination of. Um, friendship really because what happened was I wanted to do a panel and on that panel was Zaire Ali and I had just recently met Zaire because we met at the Maite book signing in Tribeca um, and I was sitting behind Zaire and I hear this guy go oh I teach a Prince course at NYU and I was like I teach at NYU too, you know, and so we just started talking and we established a friendship from there. And then I think Ron, yes, Ron contacted Miles Marshall Lewis because I didn't know him at the time. Now he's a, a great friend and a, a bit of a, a, a bit of an adversary only because we never liked the same Prince thing. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny. And, um, then we were able, I had met Elliot Powell that year in uh, Minneapolis during the celebration because Dr. Willis, um, who is a university professor at NYU, told me that I should meet Elliot and whatever Dr. Willis tells you to do, you just do it. So when I went to Minneapolis, I sought out Elliot. He was amazing. He was, we were fast friends and he was like, yes, I would love to come all the way from Minneapolis for this panel that just happened like 
like within weeks. I mean, it, I don't even know if it was a month that between we're going to do it and it happened because I wanted it to be really close to Prince's birthday, but then I didn't want to compete with um, Spike Lee's annual Saturday Fest thing, which is usually kind of really close to the birthday. So I think we did it a week before. And then there was a nil dash, and a nil dash happened through, oh my God, I'm blanking, basically one of Mabel's friends who had a Prince fan group in New York. It might be New York Prince fans. I can't remember the exact name of them and they're going to kill me, but I I do apologize. But it it really came together really nicely. So we did just uh, one panel and then we did a screening of Sign of Times. And the screening by far was my favorite thing. One, because we were able to project it. And I had up until that point, you know, since, I mean, I saw when it came out in a theater, but since it came out, and but that was a long time ago. Yeah. That was a very long time ago. And Sound of the Times is by far my favorite Prince concert film. So I watched it, I mean, I watch it religiously. I mean, st- um, to this day, it's still, I still like watch it. Like the, the funny thing was when they release, um, Purple Rain Deluxe, and I have the Purple Rain live concert on VHS, but I no longer have a VHS player, and I didn't have it digitized, so I hadn't seen that in a very, very long time. And when I was watching it, I couldn't believe it, but I was kind of... I was kind of bored in some spots because Purple Rain, in in terms of like all of that dialogue in between the music can can get really slow. And I kept saying, I really want to watch Sign of Times. I really (laughs) want to watch Sign of Times. But I sat through the whole thing and um, like seeing him perform Possessed, you know, it's just, it's, it's worth watching it just to see him perform that. So Sign of Times, seeing it in a room full of people at that scale, and even, you know, the speakers in that auditorium, is they're really piss poor. And we'll talk about that in a few <laughs> minutes. But just seeing it with them and everyone was just so joyful. And it was really extraordinary because um, um, I had recently seen Under the Cherry Moon in, in a theater twice. I saw it in Manchester, England, because the Purple Rain Conference had a 35 millimeter print of it, which was really phenomenal. But I also saw that in the theater when it came out. But again, that's been a very long time. We're talking about 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so it was just extraordinary to see that film um, really large. And I saw it, a screening in New York, which was was the best, you know, just hearing everybody's comments and um, everyone's laughter and um, even seeing Purple Rain again, you know, right after his passing, it was like so, it was just really a joyous occasion. Everyone was really celebrating. So I was like, why isn't Sign of the Times being screened? Because they were screening everything else, yeah. except for Graffiti Bridge, but that's a whole nother story. Mm. But they, were, <laughs> they, were, they were like showing everything else. And I was like, why not Sign of the Times? So I thought that was really important. So because when Sign of Times happened, the panel, the people that came, you know, the majority of them, not all of them, but the majority of them were from New York. So they would see me at Prince events and they wanted to know, are you going to do it again? Are you going to do it again? Are you going to do it again? So like I went to a Steve Park book signing, which was maybe, I can't remember what the time was, but it wasn't that far from when uh, we did the Sign of Times thing. And everybody, was, everybody who saw me, who recognized me, they were like, 
when are you going to do it again? I was like, um, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it next year. And, and, and it had to be next year because I just adore Love Sexy. And, and then I really wanted to get Sheila E. And I spent probably about nine months trying to get in contact with her manager. And I was leaving him emails and phone calls, not too many because I'm not a stalker. And um, I eventually met up with him in April at the celebration, asking him, you know, I would really would love Sheila to be the keynote for this event. And it just didn't happen. So I didn't have any like keynote speakers um, when it came to April. But while I was in Minneapolis for a celebration, I actually met um, Ingrid at Michael Dean's um, meet and greet. And it was that meet and greet was really special because I had never met Michael Dean before. And it was really important for me to just say thank you to him, you know, for all the amazing work that he does. And, you know, so there I was able to meet her and told her, you know, I was doing the symposium and the first thing was like, you know, I was involved. I was like, Ingrid. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, I know you were involved. with him. So, so I was like, if you're interested, you know, and because um, I had been trying so long to get Sheila, I really didn't think that she would do it. You know, I just thought she was just being nice or whatever. And then um, I was also able to talk to Dr. Fink um, during the celebration as well. Um, at Actually, at the Prince from Minneapolis Symposium, they had um, this exhibition at one of the local museums, and Dr. Fink was there, and I was able to talk to him. But the real... Um, breakthrough for me was that Dr. Kiersey Faircloud put me in touch with with Hallie, who's Kat's manager. And it just so happened that I had met Hallie in uh, Manchester for the Purple Rain Conference. So she knew who I was, that I wasn't some random, you know, person. And she remembered me, thankfully. And I was like, you know, I really would love for Kat, you know, to be one of the keynotes. And again, I really didn't think because, you know, Kat hadn't really done anything, mm-hmm. you know, since Prince's passing with any quote unquote fans. Um, and so I didn't know if she was going to be amenable, you know, to, to doing this. So, I mean, I was just blown away at the end of the event. It was like such a blur, you know, that I was able to have Ingrid and I was able to have Dr. Fink and I was able to have Kat. And what was really cool about Ingrid and, um, I asked her manager if it was okay if she would say, you know, the rain is wet, mm-hmm. you know, the rain is wet, you know, sugar is sweet. And um, she agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just, again, I was just kind of blown away. And um, um, Love Sexy expanded from just an evening to a two-day event. And so we did a Friday night. We had the opening keynote with all the special Prince people. And then we also had a screening of Love Sexy, the Dortmund concert. And what was really cool about it was that Dr. Fink was sitting right behind me and he was narrating the whole thing for me personally. I mean, he wasn't because he was there with his wife and he was actually talking to his wife and remembering all this all these things, but I was listening to Dr. Fink, so I was having this amazing experience. <laughs> and then the people in the, and I, but I was in the front. 
everybody in the back got an even more amazing experience because Kat was narrating in the back and Ingrid was also in the audience as well. So the my favorite part of the symposia have always are always the screenings because it's just I love seeing people res- well well let me back up. First of all, the screenings are prints, right? <laughs> so so like when I go to the celebration And I know they have the panels and I know people are really amazing. But my favorite thing about the celebration is actually seeing footage of Prince in concert on a big screen with the amazing sound of Paisley Park. That sound is pristine. Mm -hmm. So if I was in charge of the celebration, what I would do is I would just have the soundstage with Prince concerts in their totality because the first year I went um, to the celebration, they showed the new tour and they cut it off in the middle of Electric Man, which was like, I wanted to kill somebody. (laughs) Because like, I I mean, you can- Family friendly. (laughs) No, no. It's just like, you don't cut it off in the middle. Like either don't show it at all Mm -hmm. or wait till it finishes. (laughs) But I met my, I had a Prince friend in the audience. I had just met him. His name's Earl. So if Earl listens to this, he'll remember. We looked at one another when they cut it off and and we were like, electric man. Like, why? (laughs) So we were so upset. So anyway, going back. I would show concerts all day for the entire five hours in this in this on the sound stage, all entire concerts, and then they could have the panels everywhere, everywhere else. But that's what I would do, because like it's all about Prince. So again, going back to the Love Sexy Symposium, the the screening is by far my favorite part because one, it is Prince, but it's special to be in a room full of other Prince fans and experience Prince because that's the closest you're going to ever get to being in concert with him again. So we're going to have a screening for the Bat Dance Symposium Friday night. So we're essentially um, replicating the model from Love Sexy Friday evening. We're going to have a keynote speaker, Chuck Zwicky. Then we're going to have a screening of something. And if you're smart, you can probably figure it out. (laughs) And then on Saturday, we're going to have four panels Panels, and then we're going to have a closing keynote with Chaz Smith, who's Prince's cousin. And he was also the closing keynote for the Love Sexy Symposium. And the reason why I really wanted Charles to be the closing keynote is because for the um, Purple Rain Conference in Manchester, he was the closing keynote there. He did it over Skype and it was just truly amazing and healing. And Charles is just, you know, a really warm and amazing person. It's just a really great way to end the symposium. So I'm very happy that he's willing to do it again this year. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be here in person or not, but he might, you know, do it the Skype way like he did before for the Purple Rain Conference. So. Okay. So that (laughs) was a lot. Yes. So um, can you talk a little bit just about your love for Batman? Yes. So um, let me go back a little bit. So one of the reasons why I'm doing these symposia is because I specifically think that Warner Brothers is really dropping the ball. Nothing happened officially for Sign of the Times for the 30th anniversary of freaking Sign of the Times right? And then you have the 30th anniversary of Love Sexy. Crickets, 
Okay. And then I thought, hmm, well, you know, Batman, especially with the tie-in to one of the most, you know, blockbuster films of all time, surely something, something, but no. So I really want to sort of shift the narrative from Purple Rain all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's Purple Rain all the time. And Prince made more albums than Purple Rain. Now, even with Prince fans, and the Batman soundtrack doesn't get get a lot of love. It's um, one of those very mixed um, albums when it comes to Prince love from Prince fans. I love the Batman soundtrack. I mean, like, really love the Batman soundtrack. And I played it in real time a lot and I don't love the entire album like as a you know from start to finish but that's really rarely the case with most Prince albums for me there's usually at least one song that you know I I just can't get into it I don't listen to it for about a hundred times and it just can't it just doesn't click but with the Batman album I love the intro of the future And I have a tendency when I first listen to something, if it really moves me, sometimes I don't get to the rest of the album and the future was one of those songs. I don't think I got to the rest of the album, you know, probably until like a week later because I had the future on repeat. That is how amazing I thought that song was. And to this day, I love the future. And that's what's really great about the new tour is that he opens with the future. And for the first four songs, you don't hear nothing but the future drum beat. You know, and I, I, he could do, he could have done the entire concert with the future <laughs> drum beat under it. And I would have been happy because I think it's such an amazing song. Then on top of that, you have Scandalous. And Scandalous is a song most people don't talk about. I don't understand why. Um, I know there's some people who will remain nameless who don't like Prince slow songs and all that kind of stuff. But I think that Prince is a master uh, when it comes to slow songs. And I think that Scandalous is one of his masterpieces. And then I also think specifically the Scandalous sex suite is definitely one of Prince's masterpieces because of the epicness of it. And my favorite being the rapture because of the amazing guitar solo. And yes, Prince, whenever I talk about amazing Prince guitar solos, all my Prince friends go, well, yeah, but he has a lot of other amazing, you know, guitar solos. But I think that one in particular is, you know, in the top of the top. So I just wish more people would talk about Scandalous more, talk about the Scandalous sex suite more, but they don't. And then for me, the underrated gem of the album is Lemon Crush. I love me some Lemon Crush. (laughs) I can play Lemon Crush on repeat all day, Um, especially towards the end when he starts, you know, repeating. Like that part. It's like, 
I'm in heaven. So I just think that it's a really good album and no one listens to it. And I think it's probably because it's not quote unquote a real Prince album because it's a soundtrack album for somebody else's film. You know, obviously he's done soundtracks, you know, for his own films. And, you know, there's also Girl Six, you know, for Spike Lee, which I see more as a compilation, not as a, but I mean, that's what a soundtrack is, right? It's just a compilation of songs because I, I'm such a music snob that I do differentiate between um, scores and soundtracks because Danny Elfman did the score for the Batman um, film. And Prince did do the soundtrack. But yeah, I think it's a really solid album. And, um, you know, obviously you have the singles, you know, Party Man. I'm not, you know, Party Man, it's fun. It's a little too fun for me personally, but I understand why people like it. And then you have Bat Dance, which is also a lot of fun. But there are some, you know, really stellar songs on there that really don't get the love that they deserve because they're truly amazing especially the future so i think she likes the future yes (laughs) very much so okay okay so what are some of the things that people have to look forward to for this symposium i am super excited that um chuck swicky who was one of the sound engineers on the batman album will be our opening keynote um fema gia was the main sound engineer but that's one of the things that I loved about the Love Sexy Symposium is that Chuck Swicky and Joe Blaney, who are sound engineers for Love Sexy, um, they were added to the symposium very, I mean, I mean, literally the day before. And so they didn't get really proper promotion and proper love. And so I really wanted Chuck Swicky to come back. Um, one, just to thank him for doing that because he didn't have to do that because it was, you know, so last minute. And because he and Joe Blaney, in terms of the panels and the opening keynotes and closing keynotes, um, they were um, that conversation with them um, was what I really loved. Because when I was growing up and I was in high school, when I was a little girl and um, everyone always asked, like, I I think it's so silly, but they would go like, what, do you want to marry Prince? And I go, no. I was like, I want to be in the studio with him. Like, I want to see him, you know, do make his magic. Like, I want to be a fly on the wall. So, like, for Chuck Swicky and Joe Blaney and people like Susan Rogers and Peggy McCreary, like, I am so jealous, so jealous of them. And, like, that's what I wanted. So it's really cool to be able to learn more about you know, what Prince was up to in the studio. I mean, we have a general sense because of Dwayne Tural's amazing book. And um, I'm very um, geeky that way. I love knowing what time he came in the studio, what time he left, who was there, like all those kind. because I'm also a liner notes geek. So I love all that kind of stuff. So being able to talk to Chuck about um, Prince's process and what was going on is really special to me. So we're going to have that opening keynote. And this time it's just going to be Chuck by himself. Um, Some, not everybody, but some people um, complained about um, having multiple keynotes and um, when certain people like they, they felt like it wasn't equitable in terms of airtime. 
but it's really hard to do that when you have multiple people on any in any sort of conversation. There's almost always someone who talks more and another person who talks less. That's just the way conversations go. Um, so this this time is just going to be there. There's only going to be one. So you know, um, we'll have a very in depth discussion about Batman, and then we're going to have a screening. So that's going to happen on Friday night. And then on Saturday, we're going to have four panels. And the first panel is going to be about image and style. And we're going we're to have Dorica Blackman. Um, and she is going to be coming all the way from Cali. And then we're going to have Camilla Cummings, um, who I have adopted as um, she's a twin and I'm the triplet. So <laughs> I just like adopted myself. I just inserted myself into the twinness to become a triplet. So she's a really dear Prince friend. In fact, I met her in Manchester, England, and she came to sign the Times. She and her sister live in Chicago. And I couldn't believe, I was just blown away that they would come all the way from Chicago to this event that I just you know, got together and they were there and they were very supportive and I had just met them. So that means the world to me. And then Karen Turman, um, who I also met, I met a lot of people in Manchester and um, she's going to be talking specifically about Prince and fashion. And then we have um, Christopher Daniel. He's um, local at um, Clark Atlanta University and he's going to be talking about Prince and fashion as well because that's something I kind of missed at the last Love Sexy Symposium. I wish someone would have spoken directly to that. And then we're going to have a break for lunch, and then we're going to have a roundtable discussion panel about um, Prince and Batman soundtrack and the new tour, and that's going to consist of Kirsty Fairclow, who's the organizer of the Purple Rain Conference in Manchester, England. So she's coming all the way from England to participate in this, and she also came to the Love Sexy Symposium as well, which again I was sort of blown away that she would come to um, you know my event, and then a local. Um, Amazing, well, local amazing person is coming. His name is Jason Orr. Everybody and their mom in Atlanta, if you're into music, should know who Jason Orr is. He's the creator and founder of Funk Jazz Cafe. And now he's transitioned to doing these amazing documentaries. He is executive producer for the Maynard documentary. And um, he is also working on a documentary that I can't wait to hear um, about funk jazz um, artists such as Roar Ayers and people like that. So Jason Orr is going to be on this roundtable discussion along with your wonderful self, the Kanisa Williams. Yeah. Uh, So you're going to be there with those two. And then my um, high school friend, Ricky Wyatt, who um, contributes to the Grown Folks Music Inside the Music Podcast, the Prince and Prince related ones. And then my dear, 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 dear Prince friend, um, and more specifically, love sexy Prince friend, Harold Pride. I love Harold. I love Harold. Um, <laughs> and so I also met Harold in Manchester. So what was interesting about that Purple Rain conference when I, and it was a lot of people, I mean, a lot of presentations at the Purple Rain conference because it was multi-track. I personally don't like multi-track conferences because you usually end up missing a talk because it's happening at the same time. So I have purposefully just done single track symposia for that reason. 
And the only reason why I wouldn't have seen Harold Pride um, in Manchester is if my own talk would have been. And, and in fact, I might have canceled my own talk just to see. After I read his abstract, it was like, I don't care what other talks are going on. This is the talk I want to see. I, I didn't know him from Adam at the time. I walk in the room. I go up to him. And I say, I can't wait to hear your talk. He starts talking and I go, are you Southern? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, yeah. So Harold's from North Carolina. And anytime I meet Southerners, because I was living in New York at the time, we just became fast friends. And um, he is just so extraordinary. I'm so happy that he came into my life. And um, I just love Harold. Everybody loves Harold, if you know Harold. Um, So that's going to be a roundtable discussion. And then after that, there's going to be a panel about the Batman album. And um, there's going to be Adam Sexton-Reed, who's doing a presentation on the B-sides for the Batman soundtrack. And then Scott Woods, who's an amazing writer. He has a book out about Prince. Um, He's going to be given a presentation. And then for Dara, my savior, um, she's going to be on this particular panel. And then um, Arthur Turnbull, who was the highlight um, in terms of all the panels from last, uh, for the Love Sexist Symposium, and a dear friend and a fellow podcaster who, I don't know how he does it, has three podcasts. He has music, music snobs and music snobs, and the music snobs is the reason why I wanted to do a podcast in the first place. Then he has snobs on film, and then he has entry points. So Arthur is going to be in the building. When Arthur's going to be in the building, we're going to get schooled. So I just love, um, just he is very detailed and he puts a lot into his presentations. And that panel is going to be moderated by Ivan Orr, who is um, one of the leads over at Grown Folks Music, a very dear friend. Um, we've been doing pa- podcasts together since 2016, and I've never met him in person. Wow. Yeah. And, but we are amazing friends because we talk on the phone, we talk on the, it's just like I know him. And the same thing with Arthur. It's like I, um, we have been doing these podcasts together and we ended up going to the revolution shows, the first shows at first Avenue, um, you know, during that first year. And I, it, it was just like, it's, it's really interesting how you have these friendships online. And then when you meet these people in person, it's just like, They've been your friends forever. I don't know. It's it's very odd. Yeah. Like most of the Muse um, co-hosts we met for the first time for most of us last year. I'm like, I thought you were a chatbot for like most of the time we've been talking. Like, how are you real? This is so strange. Yeah. But strange in a good way. At least it's been my experience. And um, so it's been really amazing. So I can't wait to meet Ivan in person, which in... And he's uh, really helped me some t- you know, throughout some interesting times. Then after that, uh, we're going to do another roundtable discussion, which is my favorite part of the symposium because it is basically the reprise of the Sign of the Times panel and the Love Sexy pa- panel, that original panel. And they all are coming back. 
Last year, I was like over the moon that everybody could attend, but it was a little different because it was in Brooklyn and because um, everyone's local except for Elliot. Elliot's coming from Minneapolis. But, you know, since I had relocated down here in Atlanta, I was like, I don't know. And I was, I really didn't think it was going to happen, but I, you know, uh, contacted everyone and it was like almost immediate. They were like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. You know, so I'm so excited that Zaria Lee, as well as um, Anil Dash is coming back and Miles Marshall Lewis and Elliot Powell. And then I'll be moderating. So it's the original panel. And, and I'm going to try to keep that going as long as I can. I know one year it probably is not going to happen, but I, I can dream. And then um, there's going to be the closing keynote with Chaz, like before. Okay. So that's pretty packed there. Yes, yes, it's very packed. That's the way I like it. Yes. Yes. So can you remind us when this will happen and where? Yes. So it will happen on Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th at Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, things are going to get started on Friday night around 6 and will last um, until 9.30, 10-ish. And then on Saturday, things are going to start around 10 a.m and then um, end around seven-ish. Okay. And where can they go for more information about this event? Yes. So there are a couple places. First of all, you should RSVP through Eventbrite. And I have a bit.ly for that. And that's bit.ly. So B-I-T dot L-Y slash Bat Dance, capital B, Bat Dance 3030 for 30 years of Bat- Batman soundtrack ATL for Atlanta. So bit.ly slash Batdance 30 Atlanta. That's also the hashtag on all the social media. So please use uh, Batdance 30 ATL when you're posting anything about the symposium. I will love you for it. And then in addition to that, I also have a website where you can find the schedule as well as all the speakers, their bios, and the abstracts for um, those panelists who are doing presentations and that is batdance.polishedsolid.com and Polished Solid is my domain and um, it's polished like you polish your nails but past tense so P-O-L-I-S-H-E-D then solid S-O-L-I-D.com so batdance.polishedsolid.com and that's where you can find a lot of information. That's also where if I can make it happen we'll be posting the URL for the live stream and then you can also find me on Twitter at Polish Solid and again if I can make the live stream happen it will be pinned at the top of my Twitter feed um, on that day. It's a work in progress and um, I've been begging for a live stream and if I can't make the live stream happen, then I am going to try to get the entire symposium to be video recorded. So that's my plan. So send prayers and things to me. So I, cause I really, I mean, everybody's asking about a live stream and the live stream was really amazing last year for the, the love sexist symposium. There were like 4,000 people on the, the live stream. So it would be a shame if I can't make this happen, but I'm trying really, 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 really hard. I want the live stream more than anybody, trust me, but I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but we'll see. I'm working on it. Okay. So thank you so much for your time today here in Atlanta, checking out our setup over <laughs> at uh, headquarters of D'Angelo. Um, my name is Darlene Nisi. You can find me on Twitter 
at Darling Nisi, as well as Tumblr at Darling Nisi. We are part of the Podcast Juice Network by Michael Dean. Thank you, Michael Dean, for all of your support. And we will see you next time. Bye.